Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we are studying the Bible. We're studying the Gospel of John. Today is episode 178. We're looking at John chapter 18, verses 33 through 40. This is continuing the trial of Jesus. Let's read our passage, John 18, 33 through 40. Then Pilate went back into the headquarters, summoned Jesus, and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Are you asking this on your own, or have others told you about me? I'm not a Jew, am I? Pilate replied. Your own nation and the chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? My kingdom is not of this world, said Jesus. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight, so that I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. You are a king, then, Pilate asked. You say that I'm a king, Jesus replied. I was born for this. I have come into the world for this, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. What is truth? said Pilate. After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no grounds for charging him. You have a custom that I release one prisoner to you at the Passover. So do you want me to release you, the king of the Jews? They shouted back, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a revolutionary. This is continuing the account of the trial of Jesus. Jesus was arrested in the garden and taken to the house of Annas, the former high priest, the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the current high priest. Then Annas interrogated him and sent him to Caiaphas. Now, piecing together all the various gospel accounts, it seemed that Caiaphas spoke to Jesus with maybe a few of the other elders, and then they convened the entire Sanhedrin at dawn, the ruling council. They had a kangaroo court, decided that he needed to die because he was a blasphemer, and sent him to the governor, Pilate, who is the only one who can actually carry out a death sentence. So verse 33, then Pilate went back into the headquarters. So Pilate had come outside to meet the chief priests and the elders who would not go into the place of the the headquarters, the residence of the governor, because they didn't want to become ceremonially unclean. Uh, A Gentile is unclean, his house is unclean, and It takes seven days to regain your ritual cleanliness status. So they would be able to participate in the Passover if they went into Pilate's house. So Pilate comes out to them. He respects their religion. He respects what's going on. But now he goes back inside and summons Jesus who said and said to him. So this is Pilate saying to Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? Now, the setting here is just Pilate and Jesus and whatever guards are around. None of the accusers, none of the Jewish leaders are there. It's just Pilate and Jesus. And then Pilate asks him, are you the king of the Jews? Now, remember, in Greek, there there doesn't have to be a specific pronoun, you, because it's linked with the verb. You use the uh, second person singular version of the verb. You don't need to say you, but he does here. Now, our English translations always put it in, but there is an emphatic you. There is an actual you here, which means there's emphasis there. And so it's almost like saying, are you the king of the Jews? This is obviously not what he expected, although he knows that the issue is the king of the Jews. Now, was that said outside 
as part of the accusations that the chief priests were bringing? Or is this something that Pilate's own people have told him? Pilate knows what's going on. He's got people out and about. His soldiers actually went and arrested Jesus. The, the commander of the local garrison was part of that group. So they, they know what's going on. And he knows, well, the gospel tells us, that they know it's because of envy that the chief priests are out to get Jesus. So he, he knows a lot. And so he asks him, are you the king of the Jews? With the emphasis on the you, are you the... Because obviously this is not what he's expecting. He's been told uh, they're accusing Jesus of being a revolutionary, trying to set up his own kingdom with his own group of followers. Uh, Jesus is not what he expected. Or there's verse 34, Jesus answered, Are you asking this on your own, or have others told you about me? Now, Pilate doesn't answer the question uh, directly. He probably is asking because others have told him. But he answers in 35, he says, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? Now, Pilate's position here is he probably doesn't care about their religious bickering. Jesus saying he's the Messiah, the Savior of the Jewish people. And the chief priests don't like that and they want to get rid of Jesus and people are following Jesus instead of following them. Pilate probably doesn't really care about that. But Pilate does care if Jesus is trying to establish some kind of group who are going to be revolutionaries and resist the rule of Rome. So that's where Pilate does care. And Pilate's in an interesting situation here. He's the Roman governor. He has incredible authority. But just because you have the authority, you've got to be careful how you use it. Because if he misuses his authority, then he's dealing with a, a revolution. And he has to put down the revolution, and it's word gets back to Rome that he's not ruling well. Because Rome doesn't want to put down revolution. They don't want revolutions to have to put down, but they will certainly put down a revolution. And if he can't handle these people and keep them under control then maybe he'll have to be replaced. So he has to rule carefully. He has to rule with an iron fist in some respects, but he also has to rule lightly so that he doesn't cause a revolution. So he wants good relationships with the religious leaders, but he certainly doesn't want to be pushed around by them either. And uh, so there's some of that going on here. There, He knows Jesus is innocent of everything, and... They're trying to use him to get rid of Jesus. So he doesn't like being used that way. But he also wants good relationships with them and doesn't want any kind of uh, riot. So he's he's got to tread carefully here. So Pilate asks him, what have you done? The, the priests have handed you over to me. In verse 36, my kingdom is not of this world, said Jesus. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Verse 37, you are a king then, Pilate asked. You say that I'm a king, Jesus replied. I was born for this and I've come into the world for this, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. So Jesus is responding with, well, son of God kind of talk, which we understand 
pilot probably really doesn't understand much of what's being said here about coming into the world and being born for this. He's just interested in the whole king issue and probably his issue. I'm sure there's some personal curiosity, but his real issue is that he doesn't want somebody claiming to be the king to try and establish some kind of revolution. But we also know from all the Gospels put together, Pilate's wife told him, be careful dealing with this guy. In fact, don't deal with this guy. I've had terrible dreams because this is a righteous man. So Pilate's been told that by his wife. And what kind of impact it is, I don't know. I'm sure it has some kind of impact. So he speaks of the truth here. I've, I've come into the world to testify the truth, and everyone of the truth listens to my voice. Then verse 38, what is truth, said Pilate. Now, this is not uh, a, a great question that Pilate's asking of, gosh, what is truth? This is Pilate just ending the interrogation here. Jesus is talking about truth, and his, he's basically dismissing it. What's truth? What is truth? And, and that's the end of it. After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no grounds for charging him. You have a custom that I release one prisoner to you at the Passover, so do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? They shouted back, not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a revolutionary. So there seems to have been this custom, and he says, you have the custom. It's certainly not a Roman custom, but they play along with it apparently that I release one prisoner at the Passover. Now, from Pilate's perspective, he doesn't want to condemn Jesus, so he certainly will, and we'll see he does. Uh, the fact that if uh, his life is easier by executing somebody, he has no qualms about that. He had the warning from his wife, which probably resonated some with him. He also has the, the idea that the the chief priests are trying to force his hand here. So he's probably got some pushback there. So he doesn't want to execute Jesus. And so he goes out to him and says, there's, there's nothing to execute him about. And he said, well, okay, I'll play this. Everyone can clearly see that Jesus is innocent and it's a chief priest trying to manipulate things. So I'll use this custom of releasing a prisoner. Hey, you want me to, you have a custom so I can release a prisoner. You want me to release this guy, Jesus? And everybody says, no, we want Barabbas to be released. Now, when we look at it, the, the way the Gospels paint Barabbas, we say he's a murderer, he's a criminal, he's a notorious prisoner. We, we see the, the contrast here of Jesus, who is innocent, and, and Barabbas, who's, who's guilty. It's hard for us to imagine, but think about from the Jewish mindset here. Uh, Mark says that uh, Barabbas had participated in an insurrection and committed murder. Luke says that he was a murderer. Matthew says he was a notorious prisoner. So we think, gosh, this guy's a pretty nasty guy. However, from the Jewish perspective, the insurrection was against Rome. So to many of the Jews, this guy's a hero. This guy is a you know, good Jewish boy standing up to the Roman uh, conquerors, the Roman occupying group here. And he'd, he'd be a hero to me, the Jews. So it may not be too hard to stir up the crowd because we read 
that the chief priest stirred up the crowd to call for the release of Barabbas. There's irony here that the uh, the chief priests have persuaded the people to ask for the release of Barabbas, who is actually guilty of conspiring to overthrow the Roman rule. But that's the very thing they accuse Jesus of, and that's how they get, uh, they actually force Pilate's hand to execute Jesus, as they say that he is actually uh, causing people to not follow the rule of Rome. So they actually are calling for the release of somebody who's actually guilty of the very crime that they force Pilate to execute Jesus under. So Pilate's not done with Jesus. He would like to be, but Pilate's walking, uh, not that we're sympathetic to Pilate, but we just uh, try to understand him. He's trying to walk a, a tightrope here between ruling and keeping everyone under the thumb of Rome but also getting along with the leaders because it's up to them to basically run the society. So he doesn't want to be pushed into anything by the chief priest, but he also wants to, a good relationship with the chief priest. And he clearly sees Jesus is innocent. And he's been warned by his wife to be careful, to have nothing to do with this righteous man. We'll continue next time as uh, Pilate deals with Jesus. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.